Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to Carving the Stone Podcast, where positive news articles come to life. I'm your host, Naisha Stone, and I'm also the founder of Carving the Stone. Before I bring on our next guest, I want to take a little time to talk about us getting our first national press credentials. Um, just a few days ago, we got back from California from covering Rolling Loud uh, Festival. It was honestly like the best experience of my life. Um, we were there for like four days, but the festival was three days, and each day was different. Um, they had a press compound. We could not find that the first day. Um, me and Tyree Pope, uh, we walked our feet off, like walked our feet off. I need a massage. Um, but it was like the greatest experience of my life. Not only were we able to get a whole bunch of interviews with different artists, festival goers, um, but the connections and relationships that I made, I will never, ever forget that. And it really taught me um, what it's like to be on a national level and what it takes to um, to be ready. Like how they say, don't... Um, Always stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Uh, that situation definitely proved that to me. Um, out of all the journalists or media companies, uh, a lot of people weren't prepared. So they'll have they'll be like, okay, you're going to interview this artist. But people didn't have, they couldn't figure out how to just do a Google search within two, 20, two minutes and just prep for an interview. So I was the only one or one of the few journalists who was able to prep and get those questions out, which really does show, you know, the professionals from the non-professionals, but we'll get into that. So speaking of professionals, let me bring on my girl, Carrie Mahone, who is a journalist, an entertainment journalist and media personality in Milwaukee. What's up, girl? Hey, 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 hey. Thank you so much for having me today. I always love having you on here. I feel like I've interviewed you multiple times and I feel like they get better each time. So how how you doing today? I'm doing good. You know, I'm chilling thinking of a master plan as always but no I'm I'm really good just proud of you let me just say because listen roll aloud <laughs> Oscars like let's go <laughs> thank you but we're here to talk about you because uh <laughs> so out of I really feel and I'm gonna say this confidently like I really feel like me and you we really been like working really hard the last few years specifically in journalism and specifically when it comes to like interviewing it and like really honing in on our craft so I kind of want to back up a little bit I know we went to Keene together but have you always wanted to be a journalist and like why specifically because you have a degree in broadcast so you know why why that route well no I didn't always want to be a journalist I actually hate writing I hate writing with a passion um but maybe it's one of those things where I should challenge myself to just get better at it. Maybe I'll like it, but I don't know. I never really liked writing like that. What really got me into even doing broadcast journalism was, you know, I always tell the story about watching BET, One Six and Park, all those really crazy uh, music video shows or just entertainment shows. And I would see people hosting things and I'm like, how do I do that? So I looked up what Terrence J, he was one of the hosts, later on hosts of 106 and Park, and just what other uh, degrees that people who did what I wanted to do did, and they were in communication and broadcast, so that's just what I ended up landing on. While I was in school, I first went for communication, but then I realized that's a little bit too broad for what I want to do, because with communication, you could do so many other things. You could do PR, you could do HR, and I'm like, no, that's not what I want to do. So let me figure out specifically what it is that I need to do. That's how I got into jams at UWM, which was, girl, what is that? Journalism, advertising, and media studies. Media studies, yep. <laughs> and so I got into jams. I switched over from communication to jams, which wasn't hard because a lot of the classes were the same and I realized that I loved doing video journalism so I love talking to people and I love 
all the things that hosts do, which is journalism in a sense, it's just in a different form. It's not always written. It's, you know, just doing a regular interview on camera. So I really like that on-air talent presence that I would have whenever I did stuff like that. And so that's kind of just how I started figuring out what it is exactly that I wanted to do. And I didn't even really start until college. Like I look back and I'm like, dang, if I would have known what I wanted to do in high school, or if I would have just been on it, I could have been way further than I am now, but it's all part of the journey. So I'm all good with it. But that's kind of how I got into the lane of journalism and broadcast journalism. No, that's, it's perfect timing though. Like it's, it's, it happened how it was supposed to happen, but now it's our job to make sure that like, I didn't know we had a paper at King. I didn't even know that was like a possibility. And Miele was like, yeah, it was on the paper. And I'm like, I sure won't even worry about that. I need to think of that as a thought. Like how do we make yeah. sure that, you know, who who knows what could happen, but look at us now. So, yeah. um, but I really, I really do want to dive more into like how you've been able to like really create your own path. And so, like, you you got the internship at the Journal Sunil. I remember that. And then, like, you've created different platforms, some influence, the pull-up, what's popping, and all these, you know, all these different platforms. But yet, you know, you've always stuck to who you are, and that's being an entertainment host. And no matter what platform it is, no matter what name it is, you've been able to keep journalism at the front of it because you actually do your research, you prepare, you ask the questions, which I really appreciate it. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> But like, how have you been able to um, just get better at what you do? I remember we we met like a few years ago. We were just talking about like, man, we need to get paid for this. We need people to start seeing us. And honestly, like you've been able to like, now you at Marquette, you you, you in-host like game. Like, how are you been able to like create these different avenues? Um, I would say in this field, it's all about who you know. I want to say that as well. Like, because you can have all the talent in the world, but if nobody knows who you are, you're not going to get really anywhere unless you are extremely consistent and I think that's one of the things that I could say about me and you as well like with us we are very consistent and we persevere through whatever it is that is going on and I really think that's kind of how I've been able to maneuver through my career and get these different platforms and get people to kind of notice me is I made sure that I knew all the people who were doing what it was that I wanted to do like I made sure they knew who I was and not even just that I put myself in the best positions to be seen so when it came to the Marquette hosting um how did that come about that was kind of crazy <laughs> So I used to be on the Bucks Hoop Troop. So I auditioned for the Hoop Troop just because I wanted to be back in the Bucks organization. I used to work there. They were my very first job when I was in high school. I was a Bucks team attendant. And so I was like, this is really cool. I always wanted to just be in the Bucks, you know, their entertainment. I figured I could maneuver my way somehow into doing something for them that has to do with content. So I'm like, let me just join Hoop Troop. So I joined Hoop Troop and the guy who recruited me back in before the pandemic so 2019 I auditioned and they wanted me and his name was Brian Begley and I had to choose between either doing my internship with the Journal Sentinel or my internship or not internship but or be on Hoop Troop with the Bucks the Journal Sentinel wasn't having it they were like no you can't do both like this is a full-time internship girl you are not going to be able to do Bucks and Journal Sentinel. I'm like, they're literally kitty corner. Like, this is before Journal Sentinel moved. I'm like, they're kitty corner. I can do both. So I had to turn down Hoop Troop, but I ended up coming back to Hoop Troop for the 2020, 2021, 2022 season. And Brian Begley 
was there again. And my very first game that I did, it was his last game because he was moving over to Marquette. So he moved to Marquette and he was going to be doing the in-game hosting stuff for, well, he was the manager of the in-game host and all of the um, entertainment that goes on for Marquette. And so, you know, I know Steph Crosley, so shout out to Steph Crosley. I let her know. Um, I had let her know that I was interested in potentially doing it. And I, she let me know that she probably wasn't going to be doing it anymore. So she passed my name on down to Brian and Brian was like, oh, I know her. Like I hired her for Hoop Troop and, you know, Steph put in a good word for me as well. So I really appreciate her for that. And I got the audition and through a lot of practice and trial and error, that is how I ended up getting Marquette, but it's still those connections of Brian remember me from Hoop Troop. Steph, she helped me out. That's a connection that I have as well. And also people from the Bucks, they vouched for me as well because they were like, she's really good. I had actually, mm, let me not put that in there. It's off okay. the record. <laughs> real quick, off the record, because I don't know if they want me to share this or not. But I don't say it then. Don't say it. Don't say it then. Don't say it. Don't you, say cut, it. you cut these? No, you, so don't say it. Ready? All right. No, well, so don't say never, it. Never. Never. <laughs> regardless. Regardless. That's how I got the in-game hosting. And then when it comes to all of the content that I do, I just I just keep trying. I keep thinking of things. I, I feel gaps where I feel like things are needed or that I see that is something that would be useful for the city or just entertaining for the people who are here and who knows what's going on. And I just take that and I run with it and I make it me. And I'm just consistently doing that no matter what, really. She really is. And I, I really do appreciate that because we are like completely different journalists, but yes, somehow like we just match so well together. I really appreciate every, everything you do. Like we both get on camera, but we're totally two different people. And I love watching you do so well. Like I love your new platform is, is what's popping, right? I love the new platform. I love, do you edit them yourself? No. So shout out to my boyfriend. He edits all of my stuff, like everything. I have an in-house editor and I, love that for me because <laughs> editing was one of the main things where I'm like I cannot do this like I can do it obviously but it's just so time consuming it's very tedious and to have a good editor they have to know what they're doing they have to make it really like come alive and make it pop so I come up with the ideas well he'll help me come up with the ideas as well we'll flush it out we'll figure out how to do it and he just edits everything for me and he's gotten better and the reason why he even started editing for me was I was about to do an episode of Influence and I re it was the very first episode of Influence and I had asked this company to help me and they kind of flaked on me and he didn't like that. He was like, oh no, I'll figure it out. Like I'll edit your stuff. Like we're going to still get this done. So I've been doing everything from the crib and he just figures it out. He edits it and he just makes it amazing. He had no editing experience and now he's better than me at editing. I tried to show him a couple things and he just completely elevated everything. So I have to have to have to have to shout him out on that one because without him, a lot of my content would not look the same. Um, ideas will be the similar, but how it looks would not be just so professional and top tier so let me just say it that. is no it is top tier so shout out to y'all as a team and that's and yeah. that's the most important things like finding people who understand your vision and support yeah. your vision whether you have the money or not like mm -hmm. that rolling loud thing I was like I can buy our flights and I can get us a rental he ended up getting an Airbnb and I'm like we're gonna make this work 
and we're gonna yes. figure this out because sometimes you really can't afford it but it's i got this great idea and if we can work together at this moment i promise we gonna it's gonna pay off one of these days so like yes, yes like i cannot stress having a team like most of the time is honestly just me and him just working it out figuring it out doing it no matter what and like just having that support is so necessary especially here so definitely understand how you feel with that one like ooh. and the more and more you keep making content the more and more people are going to know you and then you're going to get the most random help I'm not saying you're not getting it already but it's going to times 10 it's going to times 50 it's going to times 100 you're going to be like wait a minute I ain't even know now I can just ask questions and I know I'm going to receive the resources now I know I'm going to receive this help because they see me grinding we see you grinding I see you grinding so I I want to know how do you prepare so how do you prepare for an interview especially like with you being entertainment so more of me I feel like I'm a little I wouldn't even say more boring but I'm more like straightforward more more straightforward and you're like you're you have more energy. And I, I feel like I got a lot of energy, but you got a lot of energy. So how do you go about preparing for your questions and just how you want to engage with your interviewees? Well, I do. I watch a lot of previous interviews of them. And so while I'm watching the interview, if something sparks a different question that I see wasn't asked, or if they say something in their answer that I feel like they could have went a little bit deeper with, that's kind of how I formulate my questions because I'm a very like I want to know who you are I don't care about none of this extra stuff like I want to know who you are why do you think this way why are you this way what like what's going on what's really tea what's going on so that's kind of how I like to formulate my questions as far as I don't like the negativity like I'm I don't like to ask questions that's gonna just go viral because it's messy like I don't want to do that because like I don't think people understand how much artists and just people in entertainment they don't like doing interviews like that anymore especially if they I know (laughs) like they don't want to do it anymore because the craft of just journalism and asking questions has been lost because they give it to influencers or they just give it to people who didn't prepare and or people who just want to get some some clicks so they ask the most like outlandish questions that's like bro we talk about my book why are you talking about something else that happened that is not relevant to what I'm trying to promote or trying to show myself as to the world so when it comes to the questions I kind of just I try to just dig deep with it and see what it what that they talked about before that maybe they could go deeper with or just something that might spark my interest like a I'm a very curious um, inquisitive person so I'm always thinking of huh I wonder why they thought this or wonder what they were what they meant when they said this so I'll kind of go back and put those questions down I've actually started a Rolodex right now on my phone and my notes of just interviews that I've been watching lately and just in case I get the opportunity to um, like interview them, I've been writing down just questions of people who I might not ever interview, but things that I just want to know about them from other interviews that I have seen them do that hopefully maybe one day I'll be able to ask them and I'll always be prepared. And that's kind of just how I do it. <laughs> Stay ready again. Stay ready. Okay. So you get a few years ago, I remember we was talking, I think we met at, um, was it not a coffee? What was it? By the lake. It was a coffee shop by the lake. I can't remember. Oh, that one. Like, Tivo, I thought you were talking about the very, very first one. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh, my goodness. So, when we met that time, I remember the one of the things I was just like, out of everything, you 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 do great stuff. All you do is got to be more consistent. And since then, I went, and I know what I mean. It's because of you. But how have you been able to become, like, like, what is it for you that keeps you consistent now? 
Like I said, you know, sometimes like you'll record videos and you're like, I know I should edit this, but I'm sitting on it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what pushes you now to be like, whatever, I'm gonna put it out. Um, probably me getting older and realizing that I need to put a little I need to have a little bit more urgency with what I want to do because I'm so far from where I want to be. And if I'm just gonna be sitting on interviews, it's like, girl, you're gonna be 28 this year. And time is just ticking away and you're still in Milwaukee, not saying that that's a bad thing, but there are so many other things on my list that I still want to do. And I am getting older. You know, you have to think about uh, the future of what you really want and where you want to be. And that kind of is my driving force right now to just be consistent and push out what it is I need to push out. If I have an idea, just get it done because there's no better time like the present, especially right now. And I'm just going to keep saying I'm getting older. Okay. I'm getting older and it's a good thing because I'm wiser. I'm more mature. I know more. I know myself more. I know just me. I know life more, but at the end of the day, I have other things I'm trying to accomplish. So if I don't push what I'm trying to push right now, like do it while you're young. Cause when you older is more responsibility. Like when I have kids one day, I'm not going to be able to have the freedom to do what I'm doing right now. As, as much I should say because there are people who are able to do it but just me getting older I gotta have more urgency like when I was younger it, it felt like oh I have time like I'm only 23 I'm only 22 I'm only 24 but now it's like girl you're almost 30 and shout out to my 30 somethings <laughs> but it's just like you gotta do it so I'm just you trying. are doing it though you are doing it and don't rush it because like it's coming in time like everything is working out exactly how it's supposed to be because I think about sometimes like if I would have got that interview back then like for example if I would have got rolling loud like even just a year ago I know I wouldn't have acted the same way I, I, I would I had when I was yeah. a few days ago so like it all comes in time so like maybe this little interview maybe we'll be on tv the next time we interview each other but it took us four times of interviewing for people a whole crowd to want to sit down and listen to us talk to each other and that's how I'll be trying to think of things because it's been six years it is and like I'm just now getting like that essence I'm just now but I'm like you've been killing it and it's okay like just sit back and just like let let it flow but I be having to tell myself be patient because I do feel like I should be further I do feel like but it's like why why not enjoy where we at because we, yes. we we a lot further uh than than what we actually really think because there, there are people looking at us yeah I didn't I haven't realized I mean I realized it but it's crazy to think about sometimes that like how far we really are compared to other people and like not saying like oh it's a competition or anything like that like it's not a competition but just talking it's like dang that is pretty dope like all the stuff that I have been able to accomplish it's just I don't want to waste time like I'm a procrastinator and I don't have good time management <laughs> and I'm like that those are not good traits to have you know you have to honor time and so that's just kind of more so too as well because I get I got to be patient and I am everything comes at the right time but it's still putting my best foot forward knowing that I'm controlling I'm doing the things that I need to do to win you know and that's not going to be procrastinating that's not going to be just wasting my own time and doing nothing but scrolling on Instagram or scrolling on my phone which I still have a habit of doing but I catch myself in those moments <laughs> and I'm like okay girl you've been on this for like 30 minutes you have to get off and go do something that's going to help you <laughs> but no I 100% feel what you're saying like 
No, I feel you because I I get stuck on my phone like and I'd be like, wait a minute, you supposed to be making the content that people supposed to be, you know, getting stuck on. And yeah. so, so now you gotta rethink. And so what I what I've been learning over the last year is just to always keep learning and keep learning and keep learning because there's so much stuff I don't know. Like I even look to you when it comes to okay, like maybe we could do our videos like this, or maybe there's a way to do something like this. I look at your stuff and like you said, you do research and you yeah, I definitely like besides myself, you're my favorite journalist. Besides oh, okay. <laughs> and I and I really mean that. I definitely mean that. Um, but I kinda wanna talk about you created your own you said you created your own role at 101.7 the truth, right? Content uh, digital content uh journalist. So what does that mean and how did you create it? How you pitch it? Ooh, okay. So it's been about a year now, but well, it's been a year since I decided that hey, this is the role that I want. But every every quarter is it every other quarter I think it's like twice a year as a company we have something called a 12q and it's 12 questions that we all have to answer and it's just about like how we're feeling in the office do we feel like we have a best friend at work do we feel like we're utilizing all of our skills and talents to the best of our abilities because our boss he wants like the founder he wants us to know he wants to know that we're happy where we're at and so I remember it was in March and we were going over the 12Q and the question that kind of stuck out to me was do you feel like you are able to use your skills to the best of your ability for the company like do you feel like you're growing every day do you feel like you're learning every day and then I was thinking I'm like I'm not like I'm not growing I'm not learning I'm not doing anything I'm just producing someone else's show that's not helping me in my career that's not helping what I feel as though is needed for the truth so I went to my boss Kyle Wallace shout out Kyle Wallace <laughs> And I just told him my frustrations and he's, he's a very, he is a listener. Okay. He's going to listen to how we feel. And it's crazy because we're all comfortable talking to him about what it is that we feel. So I was just telling him straight up. I'm like, I don't want to be a producer anymore. I don't like producing. It's not that I don't like it. It's just, it's not what I want to do. I just like, <laughs> like my thing is stories I like telling stories I like talking to people I like getting people's stories out there and that is and it's something that I have never seen before at a radio station it's something that I haven't really seen before in the city from a radio station and I think it would just be dope like yeah we're on air but younger people aren't really listening to the radio like that anymore so how can we touch them as well versus just being on air like you got to move with the time all right you got to move with the time so I told him all that and he was definitely down for it so for a minute I was kind of doing both like dibbling and dabbling I would do some videos for the truth on our social media pages while also producing um, but we made it official official for me to start this month like they they trust me enough like my everybody loves the role that I wanted so it's digital content journalist like you said um everyone's down for it everybody like the higher-ups they all approved of it they say yeah and I can tell it's one of those things where they're like I don't know 100% how this is going to work because you know they're, they thinking, they they're thinking in a radio mindset but they're like but like you said I trust you so they trust me to really make this thing shake and I'm definitely going to make this thing shake or at least I'm gonna do my best try my hardest to make it shake and really show them that like hey 
y'all didn't make no mistake moving me over to this so they found a new producer for the truth with sherwin hughes i'm training her right now and um by the end of this month i'm gonna be fully just in my new role were you on that meeting yesterday uh-uh oh no where did i say that at in your bio I did say that in my bio. I read I a little research. Ha ha ha. Just that fast and I put that in there. It was very well written, by the way. I really liked I liked your bio. It's really well written. I wrote that in like five minutes because side story. Now that I have this role, I'm able to get endorsements. So one of the sales team, yes, girl. So one of the sales team members, they were pitching me for um a campaign that they were doing and they were like hey can you send me in a bio and I was like dang I don't have a bio right now so I quickly just wrote a bio while I was doing Sherman show and I just wrote the bio real quick in like five minutes and like sent it to her and I'm like I hope it's not too long but here you go so I copied and pasted it and oh, gave it to you I am That's so proud of you Dude, you. that is amazing and I want you to speak on it about how um uh, the importance of speaking up for yourself especially like you love the job though like you like the people that you're working with but you didn't necessarily like what you were doing like you speak on especially being a black journalist in Milwaukee and how important it is to speak up for yourself because that could have been a missed opportunity you could have been suffering or you could have even left the job but you decided right. I'm gonna speak up for myself and I feel like you've done that for the co- copyright magazine and everyone you go you like okay I do like what y'all doing but I still want to be me so yeah yeah I do that pretty often um but I think what made it easier was who my superiors are you know, my bosses, they make me feel comfortable enough to speak up. You know, a lot of places, if like, let's say if I was working somewhere else where it's mostly white and they don't really feel me or they don't really understand me or they don't even really understand what the mission is of what it is I'm trying to do, it would have been harder for me to speak up and say like, hey, this is something that I want to do. So I really have to shout out Kyle and just and Sheree, the GM and Craig Carmazin, the founder, like everybody, Craig, uh, I mean, Wexler, um, Emily, like everybody who I have to report to, I trust them. They trust me. I can be open with them. I tell them my ideas. They listen to me. And I'm not afraid to do that just because they they created that space for me to feel comfortable enough to do that because if I wasn't I think all the time like if I wasn't so comfortable would I even really be would I have done that and I'm I want I wonder that sometimes but it's definitely important to do that if you feel as though you aren't doing exactly what it is that you want to do and you see a space for it like don't just create some roll all willy-nilly and it got nothing to do with the company and their mission as well but it was it kind of was perfect how it aligned with everything like it aligned with what the truth was missing and it aligned with um where society is just moving as far as more digital content and it aligns with what I want to grow in as a journalist and as an on-air talent so I think that just being all perfect and meshing together well really helps me as well um manifesting we talk about that a lot in our generation where do you want to see like where do you want to be so like for me like with carbon stone right i want to have a build a headquarters from like the ground up in milwaukee and i mean like stay of the art and provide broadcast print all of that radio and have office spaces all that great stuff and then be able to actually employ black and brown journalists like in like full time like you can live off of us go on vacation like good you know what I mean like that's what I want to do do you know do you have a vision like that yet or you know do you know do you have a goal that you're working towards 
I want to be nationally known in a good way. Like, I don't want to be nationally known for something bad, obviously. <laughs> I want to be a nationally known and respected broadcast on air talent. That's really, really huge to me because just being from Milwaukee, you know, we don't get a lot of national attention, the things that we do, at least not positive national attention, I should say. So for me to be here and to not have moved, not saying I won't, but just saying for me to not have moved and to have created all of these different opportunities for me, I want to be respected in the journalism world, like with all the other people who I look up to, like the Gia Peppers, and um, who else do I really like, like the Scotty Beams, and the uh, Jamila Mustafa's, and all these women who I really look up to and admire for what they're doing nationally, I want them to know me and I want them to respect my work and I want us to create this community of just black women doing the daggone thing okay like and this camaraderie between all of us that's kind of one of my goals more short-term goals but long-term goals um I really want to create some type of company I don't know if I want it to be a company or just like a program but I want it to be something where I help girls in the Midwest do what I do and kind of show them the ropes as far as, hey, if you don't live in New York or if you don't live in LA or if you don't live in one of these bigger cities that are more known for entertainment, this still can be possible. Here are some steps that you guys can take being in the Midwest or being in a smaller city. And I kind of want to gather all the resources that I'm learning myself and package it all and help them out. So for example, if there's a concert in like Idaho, let's say Lil Baby coming to Idaho and I have worked so hard in my career that I have connections where I can go interview a Lil Baby in Idaho. I'm gonna be like, hey, I wanna take five girls with me in Idaho who do this and I want y'all to get the opportunity to interview Lil Baby. You know what I'm saying? Like I want, I don't know why I'm picking Lil Baby, but- <laughs> I don't even really listen. <laughs> but you know, I want I want to be that person. I want to be not the gatekeeper in a way, but I just want to be the person with the resources and the connections for other black and brown girls who want to do what I do but just don't know how or it's or they just have men who are gatekeeping it and are being weird and don't want to like help those girls do that. You know, we need more women in these positions. So that's really that's like a bigger long-term goal like when I'm in my 30s and 40s oh no we right there baby because we have the exact same idea to the point where I just wrote up a proposal a grant to literally send it to an organization I want to say their name to literally so my whole goal is I I asked for some money some grant money to be like I want to take black and brown journalists early career black and brown journalists and take them to Dreamville because we applied for that uh, mm-hmm. Essence Festival and just to cover national things so you got to be on that and we got to build this out together Um, but I literally am already like I literally just in the email like two days ago so it's already worse and I always want to work with you so you know we can do this together whether yeah. you know through Carbon Stone or whatever I don't care but you know I've been trying for years tell me I have not been trying to get us black women journalists to me tell me I have not been tell me I have not <laughs> what you say in my email Bro, and dude it'd be so fucking hard and it's not just and I understand it's time but I'm, I'm gonna keep knocking I'm gonna keep knocking I don't care it. You know, I was watching an interview with Gia Peppers and she was just saying how much like her sisters have helped her in this, like them being all together because 
the path that we're on is a different path. Like it's not the regular path of just, hey, you move out to New York, you get this gig and you stick with this gig. Like a lot of women are doing things independently now and they need support from other women to know how to navigate through these spaces. So I appreciate you for always trying to get us together. I know our 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 calendars don't oh always- I don't care. We gonna figure it out. I'm gonna care if it if I gotta oh. reach out every every few months, every few years, y'all gonna hear from me. I, I I joke about the all the time. I, was, I will text you, I will email you, and I don't care because I have a real passion for us because when I was down in Georgia, I mean like it's just so different. Like that commodity, like to the point where like I need a job, I need some resources to have like older like people in the journalism world, like legends, icons to the to the students like we'll do whatever we can to like help you like and we need that in milwaukee like rolling loud next time if i can't be there you want to go on carbon stone's behalf why not it only makes sense give you that opportunity now you don't have you know like it only it only makes sense to do stuff like that so always know i'm here for you whenever i can i'm always sending you resources whenever i can i really appreciate you so you know you know my last question when people um listen to this interview what you want them to get from me I always say, listen, don't wait for nothing. If you want to do something or if there's something that you want to do, figure out a way to do it, even if you got to do it yourself. I am always going to stress, create your own opportunities. Most of the things on my platform are because I'm creating them because I'm not waiting for some type of a company to reach out to me to do something, an idea that they have. I'm going to do it myself because I want to, you know, even when it comes to this bug stuff, like, Bucks brand, I'm a Bucks brand ambassador. They don't require much for me as a Bucks brand ambassador, but I'm going out of my way making the content how I want to make the content. And so just always, always, always advocate for yourself, always create your own opportunities and just keep being consistent. Cause one thing I'm realizing, cause I've been in the gym. So real quick, I've been doing, what's it called? The 12 week year. It's a book. I didn't read the book, but this is my girl, Erin on demand. I love her. She read the book and I looked at the little spark notes. Cause I said, I'm just take the gist out of it. So the 12 week year, I'm doing that right now. So at the end of March, it'll be my first year. And so for these three months, I said, I want to be consistent with like my health and the gym and all this other stuff. So I've been in the gym like three to five days a week. I've been pushing these weights. I've been getting better. I've been getting my health in order. And it's crazy because really all it takes for anything is consistency. And there's like, there are so many health books out there. There are so many people who are selling like webinars and having seminars on, oh, how can I be the best at this? Or how can I, it really, all it takes is consistency. So I'm saying that to say, whatever it is that you want to do, you might not see results right away but it's not about the results it's about what you're doing every day it's your day-to-day routine that you're doing and being consistent with that's going to get you to wherever it is that you need to get to so just be consistent don't give up create your own opportunities and I promise you things will shake for you like it's bound to happen that's just how the world works so that's what I would say to people I am so proud of her. I'm just going to keep saying it. I love you, Carrie. Well, if you're listening to the Carbon Stone podcast, make sure to join us every Tuesday as I interview different people around the world about the positive things in their life. And remember, in the end, everything will be carved in stone. In the end, everything will be carved in stone.